This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up and welcome back to the 16th kind of funny Pixar in review as always i'm tim gettys joined by the producer slash producer nick scarpino i hang out with my family this weekend and i was like oh, i gotta go home a little early because i gotta watch the good dinosaur and everyone was like oh that's a good one what are you doing it for i said oh we're ranking them on uh, in review right now and i proceeded to read them the rankings and it almost started a fight <laughs> they were like what what did you put i was like we're going to step away from were, they mad about Wally? were they mad were they mad about wally they were mad about all sorts of things someone was didn't wally hear the fact that i stopped at toy story one i was like because i was like how many like is am i gonna read i'm at a freaking barbecue right now and they were like wait, wait, wait where's toy story four where's toy story? i was like it's there it's there you didn't let me finish the list they're all there they're you know all there I mean? that voice that you heard ah. is the big dog kevin koala uh, there's a lot of buttons on youtube's back end you know what i mean like where's the Some button for deleting the thing that we need it's easy leap of fame and of course it is christmas in july almost august joey noel almost august hello hello and we are joined by the voice of andy cortez andy Ooh. how are you doing hello uh if i cut out i i might leave and try to come back because discord is still very choppy y'all sound like robots quite a bit a bit quite a bit well Andy will be with us in spirit no matter what happens, but hopefully <laughs> this all works out because this is kind of funny. He's in review where each and every week we rank in review two different film franchises. Uh, right now, we're trying to catch up on Pixar, so we're doing a lot of Pixar back to back to back, but next week, it's already happening. We're returning to DCEU with James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Oh, very exciting. Very exciting stuff, uh, but for now, we're in Pixar land. You can get this show on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com if you want to get it as a podcast just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review and we'll be right there for you if you want to get the show ad free that means you won't have to hear about our ads later for me undies canva and upstart you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producer molecule has done thank you so very very much molecule you can also write your reviews in haiku form one of my favorite bits of this show uh but today we are talking about the good dinosaur with a runtime of one hour and 37 minutes it was released on november 25th 2015 making it the 16th pixar movie this film marked the first time pixar has ever released two films in one year following the release of inside out that just came out june 19th so mere months before this it was directed by peter son a korean american animator director voice actor and storyboard artist at pixar animation studios uh son started his career with pixar in the art and story departments for finding nemo he later went on to work on incredibles ratatouille and wally kind of became a beloved member of the the pixar family uh so much so that he voiced emile in ratatouille yeah, yep. he voiced scott squishy squibbles in monsters university and uh, he had, he voiced Forrest Woodbush. Best character. Best character. In the good, in, in good dinosaur. Uh, Forrest Woodbush, of course, the big 
Stegosaurus pet collector. Right? That thing was Guy great with all the animals on. Yeah, it. that thing is by the way. Triceratops. Come movie. on, Tim. There we go. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry, there's an official name either. for it that started with an S, and I was like, I don't know what the hell this is. Yeah, it's a Ceracosaurus. Yeah, cool. Which cool. I've never Looks heard. Looks like of. a Triceratops. Kind yeah, of. but it's Triceratops. Tim, three horns. Three. Triceratops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Triceratops. Mm-hmm. A, a Triceratops. Stri- <laughs> Barbara Streisand. What the Sorry. fuck just happened? It's dry about horns. You know what I mean? <laughs> dry from the Latin word meaning a lot. Got it. Got it. There points. we go. There yeah. we go. Son co-directed the English language version of Ponyo on the Cliff by the Sea, which we watched recently in our uh, Miyazaki Ponyo. in review that we did. Um, and then he was set to voice Genki in Into the Spider-Verse, the roommate of Miles. But oh. all of the lines for that character ended up getting scratched because it thought it'd be funnier if he just, was just mute. Um, and it worked to good effect. But most importantly for facts about this man, Russell the boyfriend up was based oh. on the director Peter. Oh Sonic. wow! <laughs> Wait, can you imagine? Awesome. Can you imagine being hired for a role and then them being like, "Hey, you know what? We thought it'd be funny if the voice that you were gonna play doesn't say anything." That sucks. It's really fucked up. Man. I'd be yeah. like, it's, "I'd be like, I'd be to be positive. I'd be like, that could work, or <laughs> you or just let me my movie. A times. Yeah, what the fuck? What the fuck?" Um, so in terms of the director and the release date and all that stuff, we actually have a, a pretty lengthy little fact here to give some background on this movie. The Good Dinosaur came out in 2015, experienced multiple production issues. The film was in production for six years, and it suffered from creative differences, story problems, Pixar multitasking between film productions, and a quality slump the studio was suffering from Cars 2 to Monsters University. I don't know if we all agree with that, but whatever. Uh, director, Bob, director Bob Peterson was removed from the project in the summer of 2013, just under a year before the film's original release date of May 2014. Peterson moved on to another project while John Lasseter, Lee Unkrich, and Mark Andrews and Peter Son stepped in to temporarily work on various sections of the film. In November 2013, due to further delays, Pixar laid off 67 employees of its 1,200-person workforce following the closure of its satellite studio in Canada a month before when about 80 employees had been laid off officially to refocus Pixar's efforts at its main headquarters. Uh, From Pixar, it was a dramatic event, said Jim Morris, the studio's general manager. Uh, It was tough on the company. Most studios would have said, the movie's fine, it's not bad, and it wasn't bad. It just wasn't great. We wanted to have a great movie. On October 21st, 2014, Peter Son was officially named the new director. The story was then reworked. Some major changes, including lowering the age of the protagonist and adding the concept of nature itself being the main antagonist. While John Lithgow still remained cast as Papa in the film, he would later be replaced. He acknowledged the fantastic change in the script and said that the film's going to be better than I imagined. Uh, so originally I was reading about this even deeper, which you can go check out uh, if you want. The Wikipedia explains a lot. Um, but the cast was like entirely different for this movie. Like the story was like so, so, so different where everyone was kind of aged up a little bit and there was a lot more dynamics of um, mm-hmm. like interpersonal things going on. And then they ended up just like really, really stripping it down to what we ended up getting. Music was done by Michael and Jeff Dana. Um, They won the Golden Globe and Oscar for Best Original Score for Life of Pi. This is uh, the first Pixar movie they have done music for. Uh, Then they both eventually do the score for Onward as well in the future. Michael, Jeff, and and Dana Giacchino? No, unfortunately. It's not three Giacchino. Very clear. It's very clear that Giacchino had nothing to do with the score on this one yeah. at all, unfortunately. Uh, it had a budget of $200 million, and it grossed 
332 million, making it Pixar's first box office bomb. Uh, it was not awarded or nominated for any Academy Awards, but it does pass the Bechtel test. So there we go. Nick Scarpino, I want to start with you. What did you think about the you know, dinosaur? Uh, whenever when I mentioned that we were watching this, people were like, "Oof!" You know, I think we all last week uh, were like, "This is we just got to get through this one." And I'll be honest with you, I was entertained. It's a weird movie, and you could everything you just said about all the production problems they had definitely come out in it. It feels very disjointed and almost like it's a bunch of movies turned into one. But it had some really good heartfelt moments and some comedic beats that are so twistedly weird that I couldn't help but laugh out loud. The part where he's like, and this is Debbie. I got to be honest. With you, I, I rolled it back. I was like, it doesn't get any funnier than that. That whole sequence <laughs> was perfect. I watched it twice because I was like, I got to write this down. These guys have to understand that this is what comedy is all about. If I hit that ever in my life, I'm just going to drop the mic and walk away. Um, but, you know, and it's short. So that there is that for it too. And I was entertained, but I definitely don't think it's, it doesn't, it's not the Pixar magic because it's just very weirdly disjointed. And, you know, there's one of those things where you're like a whole world full of cars. How's this going to work? And they somehow make it work. In this one, they were like, dinosaurs are the humans and humans are the dogs. And you're like, ah, I don't know about that. That didn't quite work out. That didn't quite gel like I think you wanted it to, Pixar. But I don't think, I think it was time well spent still. I didn't, I didn't dislike the movie. Joey, Noel. Um, this one felt <clears throat> the most like a generic kids movie out of anything we've ever watched, where it's like, oh, there's like not a lot of Pixar magic to this. I do think it's interesting that they like kind of touch on and play with um, like showing what like trauma and processing with like him seeing his dad die in a different way than I think we've seen in a lot of other Disney slash Pixar movies. Um, so I did kind of find that to be interesting, but for me it was like a fairly forgettable animated movie i didn't like it's weird because like the even this voice cast is like pretty impressive with like sam Elliott and anna paquin and like all of these people i'm like oh i never would have really guessed that any of these people were in that because i feel like a lot of these roles weren't really like fleshed out a whole lot um so i didn't really i wasn't like particularly emotionally invested in this movie um, but I did really like all of the little, like, when he, like, would go into the field with the fireflies and they would, like, all light up. That, that was, was cool. That was, like, yeah, the, was my one annoying. favorite part of this entire movie were the couple times that, that happened. Uh, but other than that, I think it's, like, fairly meh and forgettable. Yeah. Evan Koala. Uh, I think this movie sucks. I think that a lot of it is really pretty, but then for whatever reason, the dinosaur design is really ugly. And that, like, takes me away from... Like enjoying the aesthetics. That's funny. It, it's, if I may, there's a moment where you see you the trees not. in the I'm environment, and then the, the the dinosaur walks through, and I was like, "Why does that dinosaur look like it doesn't belong in this environment? It looks it looks like the two styles are completely different from the character designs to the environments." Even Spot, like, it looks like it's had a, a different movie. It yeah, like totally different movie. Yeah, Trolls movie or whatever it was that that dream. Yes, Crudes. Crudes. Thank you. Um, and it's just it's disjointing and it's weird. Their name. You've Sorry, never that, seen the Cruise. Sacrilege? Come on. No, Cruise is great. Let's see Tim's reaction. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, but yeah, I, just overall, like the comedy didn't hit. The, the one thing that did hit and it hit hard was the pterodactyls. What the fuck? That like, what a hard happy. turn that there. Turn. I did not enjoy the T Rex stuff at all. Uh, overall, I remember watching this movie and being like, wow, Pixar just doesn't have it anymore. Maybe this is why Disney's trying to kill them. 
Then they brought it back later. Yeah, they, they brought it back now. later. Yeah, I'm with but you. I, though. Like the the, the T Rex stuff felt like again. It felt like it was a totally different movie. Like the, mm-hmm. I like this, but it kind of doesn't feel like it fits in this so much. It was more like yeah. kind of a I don't know. But great voice cast for that, but by the way. I mean, Sam Elliott fucking crushes. I feel like my biggest issue with this movie is that like the world does not seem fleshed out. Like we have their farm, and they're just farming corn, which. Mm-hmm. All right, weird. that's that's weird. <laughs> but also, there's like a bunch of trees around. Can't they eat the trees? These are herbivores. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, and and those are uh, uh, what are they called? Like year long trees. You know, I, I like really, I think that, that is their official title, actually. Year long trees. No, like yeah. and, you know, like the, the the snow is not going to fuck them up. They're not going to lose their leaves. They still have right. pines. Anyways, so it just the, the the whole science of the world just doesn't fit in my mind. None of it yeah. seems thought out. It was interesting they showed the, like, you know, the asteroid mixing. I feel like I'm curious to see where this falls in the uh, Pixar theory. But, yeah, that's my Andy views. Cortez. Are you kidding me? These dinosaurs know agriculture. This is amazing. <laughs> I am so... Andy, 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 just, I... like, they, these, these animals have been evol- evolving for 65 million years. Makes and me really sad. The, the, the smartest move they can hit. do is shove their fucking face in the thing and then drag it against. The, why not use your foot? Like, wouldn't your foot be a much simpler solution? Or your giant fucking tail? This movie's yeah. stupid. Kevin, they learned all of agriculture, and I really wish the meteor didn't hit because this is what it could have been. We could have been living amongst them. No, this movie. No. For all of the shit talking that everybody's had about this movie, that it's disjointed, that it doesn't feel like Pixar, you all are mostly right, okay? You all are mostly <laughs> are correct. correct. <laughs> but I am so glad that I had this movie just totally down in the dumps for me before I even started it. And much like Nick, I was entertained. I don't think this movie is anything special by any means. I don't think it does anything. It tries to do the Mufasa Simba moment, and it just didn't feel earned at all. I just did not care like I should have. Um, they steal the the Pachycephalosaurus scene with the where they're hiding behind the rock and the and they're running, mm. jumping over. They travel in herds like. You can't be blatantly ripping off Jurassic Park without any of the magic. However, at the very, very end, Spot and his family, I'm feeling all that. Yeah. I feel those emotional moments. I think those moments hit for me. Um, I really enjoyed Spot as the character. I agree with both Kevin and Nick, and I was going to bring this up as well, that I fucking hate the art choices in this movie. Mm. It really... You cannot render environments this hyper real and have these doofy fucking looking characters running around in them. It looks like they, the backgrounds look so real that it just looks like you took shots of nature and you are superimposing these doofy ass fucking weird brontosaurus looking character in it. When there's a sequence at the end where they are running, when they finally realize, oh shit, the mountain's there. Let's go run home. And it shows a lot of sweeping shots Mm -hmm. of a spot and Arlo running uh, like, you know, kind of like helicopter style, Peter Jackson style shots. <laughs> and you, it looks so fucking stupid, dude. You need to like the characters are on a scale from zero out of 10, like zero being style or zero being stylized and 10 being hyper real. The characters are at a zero. They look like a fucking child's drawing and they look so cartoony 
and the environments are the most realistic thing I've ever seen in my life. We need to somehow meet a little bit in the middle. Let's parody. Like in the way that we see, like you know, how Fortnite's characters look very, very stylized, and so do the environments. Let's get the environments looking a little bit more artsy because it just feels really out of whack when you have this when there's a crazy river rapid scene that looks so real like a, you had a camera filming a torrential sort of uh river scene and then a doofy ass fucking green face pops out of it and it looks so bad we need to no longer do this and i hope they stop doing this sort of shit but i don't think the movie was as bad as everybody sort of made it out to be and i think a lot of that is just lowered expectations and the fact that this movie is a decent movie from any of the other animation studios that we would have seen. I don't think it's a great Pixar movie, but oh, this, if I were to this blew Madagascar away. Yeah, sure. Like I think if I were to see this along with any you of those sort of DreamWorks movies you don't know what you're or about, like, Blue Sky <laughs> Studio movies, I Eat think it's Ice Age. Fuck you. I, I think it's on par with those movies. I, I just don't think it's a good Pixar like movie. Just more. Way more fun than this. Shit. Way better. You're right talking now. so much shit. This movie is You gotta get the people interested. Very similar to Ice Age. No, I'm, I'm, I'm teasing. It doesn't have the funny squirrel that's trying to protect his acorn, which I no. thought. Joey, the funniest trailer. thing, the funniest thing about Ice Age is John Leguizamo. All right, He's God, man is hilarious. <laughs> uh, similar to most of the panel here, I am very surprised at how not bad this movie is. I was, I hadn't seen it before. I've only seen little bits and pieces, and those bits and pieces made me think I really wasn't going to be into it. And everyone's right; this doesn't have the Pixar magic, but I think that it is it has a lot of really, really, really great moments, even that just don't add up to being a great story overall story is definitely the weakest thing this movie has going for it. And I just don't like Arlo as a lead uh, character. And I think that he's just kind of just not fun. And I totally agree with the sentiment that the, the difference between the backgrounds and the characters is distracting more than anything. But uh, I also think the characters just aren't in much of it. And it's more about the backgrounds and everything. And like they're flexing hard to the point that I would let go about how much I didn't really care about the story because it, I just loved how it all looked. And I thought they really did a good job of building a narrative with just the world aside, like a B plot even, or even a C plot, but it was one that I enjoyed. And I think that so many of the, the beats of the plot in this were derivative of things we've seen before. Some a little too much, like the, the amount of Lion King one for one type situations they're in. Uh, I found distracting for sure. At the least um, the, obvious comparisons to land before time are just like wow y'all really didn't try to just differentiate differentiate yourself that much more um and and a couple other things that i could bring up but i think that there was enough variations and twists on them the father's death scene like they hold on him getting pulled away like 10 frames longer than I expected them to. And like that shot's going to stick with me the rest of my life. It might not have like hit me emotionally in the way that Lion King or Land Before Time did, but it, I, I appreciate they're like, okay, we know we got to do something different than those. And, and they, they fucking did it. Um, and beyond that, I really, I thought Spot was like a fun little side character. I think that they kind of missed and it, knowing all the production stuff makes a lot of sense now. Like, his point kind of got lost to me. Like, I kind of don't like that they made him more of a human. Like, I liked him more as a pet slash friend to Arlo because by the time he meets the people at the end, it's like, I, I'm a little confused on is is this supposed to be his family or are these just other humans family. that are no, taking they in? have different hair. I understand. Yeah, I understand. But like when we there's the moment where we see the one the the human man across the 
chasm mm-hmm. or whatever. That's the, the, ch- the choice there is weird. Like the choice there of like Arlo kind of be like, nah, come this way. Up. It's well, just all everything. That they, they, what's up, Nick? I was gonna say that that part hit for me though because you could tell you're like, oh, he's gonna have to let him go at the end. And as mm. you guys know, actually, you probably don't know because you weren't um, born and therefore. Uh, traumatized in the 80s when John Lithgow had to make Harry go back Harry the, the Hendersons. Yeah. It was it's fucking so sad. heartbreaking and stuck with you forever. I was like, if fucking Arlo like has to yell at him to leave, I will end this movie right now and not do the rest of the synopsis. And thank yeah. God we didn't quite get to that point. But it was still heartbreaking. That's the thing is, I'm with you. It's just like, I feel like the earlier you said it, Nick, that like this movie feels like it's just like a bunch of different movies put together where I enjoy each of the individual scenes. It's just, especially when you start dealing with spot of like the way that Arlo, when the, uh, the, the second or third storm starts coming in and he kind of ditches spot for a bit. I was like, oh my God, that is like some real dark stuff. And I hope they deal with this in an interesting way. And they just don't, they just keep moving on. And then like the next time they're really kind of confronting that it's when Arlo just, takes him away from this man that is clearly either his father or his people at the very least. You know well, what I we mean? Sort of, we sort of got, I'll disagree with you a little bit because we sort of got the payoff for that moment. We got that Arlo was like terrified of the storm, right? It was traumatizing for yeah. him. He, he didn't leave spot. He couldn't control his fear and had to go and hide. And that was really, really sad. And then you get the payoff, not payoff for that, but the resolution for that, when he goes, he sees spot like almost dying. And he, instead of hesitating, he doesn't even, have, he just jumps into the water after him. And so that that part hit for me really well. But it was really sad when he saw that. he. I mean, because Arlo gets it. He sees the humans and he realizes that Spot's got people that he could be with. And after that, like, seeing that arguably, like, hit hard for me where they were trying to convey what family is. And they put the sticks in the circle. And then he buries two of them and looks up. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is what an unbelievably simple and incredibly poignant way to get across the fact that both of your families are dead. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, scene. like that. And that to me really did stand out and make this like something special. And like, there are enough of those moments for me that to me, I look at the our rankings. And earlier we were talking about tier list for uh, the Pixar movies or for MCU. Looking at tier list, like this to me is not bottom tier. Like bottom no. tier is reserved for Cars two, and then there is this level above of like Pixar movies above, where it's just like we expect a lot more from. And this is definitely not uh in a high tier by any means but it's definitely not bad and i i really think that it'd be cool for somebody to take this movie and edit it down to like a 15 minute movie that doesn't have any dialogue and it is just music and and characters and stuff because i think that they could they could really hit a lot of the the most impactful moments without any of the dialogue they had because i do think that it was the worst part of the movie i i i think that scene you guys were talking about where um they're like explaining to each other that they have lost their family. Like, I feel like that breaks the rules of the world where it's like, all right, Spot is is a dog, essentially. And then suddenly Spot can communicate to, like, a, a fairly high degree to, like, there's no way Cecil could ever express to anyone that, like, I've died. You know what I mean? And so it's just, I don't know. The, the, the world feels very poorly built. And He's still a human, though. I mean, like, they're not saying like no, humans are we not don't dogs. Know that. We don't know that he's still a human or like how developmentally far his brain is. Like they were very much saying this is a dog. Why was he panting? Dogs pant because they can't sweat and they need to cool down. Why would a human pant? It makes no sense. But if he's alone by himself in the wilderness with just animals, wouldn't he have just adopted some of those like animalistic qualities? If he's hanging out with wolves. Maybe. Why do the snakes have hands? Yeah, that was a little salamander t- 
Tim. It was a little salamander. Big salamander, Kevin. They exist. They got big old salamanders. Cobra with fucking hands. I think was scary. Yeah. Let's get to the plot, man. Please tell us the story. Yeah, Nick, tell us the story. Space. The final frontier. 65 million years ago, one rock hit another rock in what I think is the Oort cloud. Kevin can tell me if that's the correct terminology for that. It doesn't matter. It's not that clouded. Which one of the rocks? Shaped like the pizza planet, Chuck. Of course it is. Oh. Sending it skyrocketing toward Earth, and you're like, this is the end of the dinosaurs, but it's a funny comedic beat because it just kind of passes by, and a bunch of the long necked dinosaurs called the bronchosauruses, or whatever they are, kind of look up, <laughs> and then they go back down into the eating their dinner, and we get, and it's hilarious. And then millions of years later, dinosaurs built Facebook and spend most of their time arguing with each other as, as to whether or not they should get vaccinated because maybe they have microchips and that could track your every mood. It's a simple existence, Kevin, a nice existence. Henry and his wife are expecting a little baby dinosaurs, and it's cute. There's two small eggs and one big egg, and you're like, "Does that that big egg must have been real hard to get out?" If you know what I mean. Like, the two little ones, you're like, "Like, hopefully that one came first, because the two little eggs just gonna fall right out of that that thing." Uh, Made room, yeah. Yeah, then Buck, and then finally Arlo, who is very small despite the fact that he is in his shell. And you can already tell, even as a little tiny little baby dinosaur, he is scared of everything, including his little little bitch. it doesn't uh, uh he's also he's a bit skittish and very top heavy that doesn't stop buck from doing what all older brothers do the first time they meet their younger brother hit him real hard with a stick and that's never going to stop the family lives uh below clawtooth mountain uh and uh they well, that's where they take care of their corn farm and this is to kevin's earlier point i was like huh like do would these dinosaurs need to farm because they do live in a very green, rich environment. So farming was the first thing I was like, that's an interesting choice. I feel like that's a draft one choice. What's the draft four choice of this? Like, and you know, like you cut for like, that's like when, you, when you're watching the making of like, <laughs> we almost had them as corn farmers. That would have been crazy. Yep. That's, that's hella that funny. Also, and chicken farming. Chicken farming yeah. what, what, so they're herbivores. So they're not eating the chickens as far as we can tell. Because we yeah. never see the kid. Correct. Like all he wants to eat is berries. Even though little Spot brings him a beetle and rips off its head in a very dramatic way. There's uh, some terrifying. Uh, that was one of the yeah. chickens are a good source of income because they sell them to <laughs> other neighboring farms, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. That are yeah, also do they barter or is there like a monetary exchange happening? Well, I mean it's like it's like Star Trek. Like there there's it's there's no more capitalism, right? Everybody we just we you exchange goods and that's all it is, Joe. Didn't they didn't they still have money in Star Trek? I think they did. Yeah, but nobody needs to have a job anymore. It's just all... It's, just it's all very... Well, I think that when they traded with a Ferengi, they needed to have Well, you traded money, resources, you know? right? You were like, here's some stuff. But there were there were space credits. Don't get me started on the Ferengi. There's different currencies. You guys could be um, making up every single thing you're saying, and I would buy it. <laughs> no, there was. That always, that always interested me in Star Trek. And we can talk about that another time. But I was always like, what? How come Captain Kirk has a pimp-ass place and nobody else has that kind of place? Like, is he's getting paid something. No, we we Maybe he's not we... getting paid in currency, but he is getting paid in, like... First of all, the, the, the captain of a ship. San Francisco. The captain of a ship is going to have the big one of the big, oh, better no, I, rooms, I meant, right? Um, when we, of course, Kevin, I'm, I'm referring to the search for Spock. When we actually see his apartment in San Francisco, Bones mm. comes over to give him the antique glasses. And he's like, oh, that's so great that you got these for me. And they make it sort of known that he's like, well, you know, I didn't really have to, like, buy them. I could just – I found them or whatever. But then you're like, how does he pay for this? It doesn't matter. Listen, Arlo's also scared of 
chickens and you'll soon find out why because the the lead mama chicken is terrifying and i'm like wow i hope this character comes back and she never does <laughs> uh mom and dad have finished uh the food storage area and they put their mark on it uh but when the kids go to do this papa tells them it's not that easy you got to earn your mark by doing something big for something bigger than yourself uh and we move uh, fast through this like we we the babies were born real quick and i'm shocked that we didn't get some comment from nick about buck and his stick just hitting everything yeah he, he made a, he made a joke about the his older brother baby hitting hitting the younger brother of course, yeah, and then, of course get, i appreciate this very much i appreciate it too uh, of course uh, we get libby being the smart one and she has one line in this and then we never see her again it's weird she so thanks uh, for her. a quick uh conversation about making your mark what a dumb fucking he was like hey man you got to do something serious to earn the, your mark and then spot like or his, his the older brother buck waters the lawn well and they're like no, you know he tears you, field. oh you're right so I he mean, puts still, all that work in his little field. head. But you would think to yourself, like to make them another field for the corn. But you would think to yourself, what the that's fuck your else you got to do? Yeah, yeah, that's your chores. Like and then Libby, life. Libby does what? She does something also that was like that, that's just your chore. The, she plows the line so they can oh, plant the corn right with her face in the rain. With her face. Again, they're, they're they're a better way. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're a giant animal. Throw a rock down. They pull like it the way it feels. They like the way it feels. Oh, I like the way it feels. Why do that? That's how I sweep my floors. This movie's fucking dumb. It is all this farm stuff definitely did not work. That needed to be rethought. Yeah, I I think the only thing I would have really go for it, Joe. I was gonna say the only thing that I wanted was like, how about just like something they bite down on and it's just like a face mask. Yeah, that'd be way better. Covers their way better. Yeah, covers their snout. But other than that, everything else extremely realistic. So I won't hear anything else about it. Mm. Well, you know what's uh, great. Aren't they just setting the bar really low, though, for things that Arlo could be doing to make his mark? Yeah, well, that's the, they I mean, really you know, are. And then Arlo can't do it. Take over he, the world like Alexander the Great, you know? It's his dad. When his dad's like, make your mark, he's more like, you know, be a part of the family, do your chores and stuff. He's hyping it up. But yeah, but really, like he, point, he has like a Starbucks in the morning would have been like, there he is, kid. Get your, you get your mark on the board. right? But it, just, it's, it sets up this thing where it's like, oh, so this movie's about him earning his mark. And it's like, no. His it dad, is. like, becomes, I mean, it, yeah, all right. But it is. I mean, that thematically, well, that is. is the case. Like, at the end, he had, he puts his mark on there because he saved the thing and survived and overcame. The rat? He and, saved the rat and survived? Really, it's that he came back home after running into a river, which these, these dinosaurs do, seems like, fairly often, and they don't know how to swim until the human teaches them. He, was, a, he was attacked by pterodactyls. He met a fucking. They don't know that. They were just tri- like you survived. Trifilepathops or whatever. Strepilepos. He, he hung out with T Rexes, which is what a cool plot twist that is. Well, They're not bad guys, everybody. I mean, this guy went on a on a massive adventure. And the funny thing about it was, I watched like the first forty minutes of it yesterday. Continued the second half of it today, and it felt like I was watching a TV show, because by this point, you're super buddy buddy with Spot. And you're all like smiling at each other while you're herding these buffalo, these longhorns. And I'm thinking like, wow, it was just like the other day that it was, in fact, yesterday that he you were mad father. at him for killing, for like, you know, you chasing Causing your dad or you, you were chasing him and your dad died and you were so angry at him. But now you're just the best of pals. And it didn't feel like that just happened in the prior half of the movie. It felt like I was watching a six episode miniseries or something like that. Um, and that just goes to great development, Kevin. Agriculture. That's the the opposite. 
that's bad development where it's like, oh, this this seems like it came out of nowhere that they've had this crazy relationship. But I guess he gave him berries and took away his father. Do you think like 20 years later, Arlo's just sitting there, everyone's left the coop, he's sitting with his new family, and he, and he looks at his grandkids and he's like, I should have killed that fucking critter. I should have killed that critter. Yeah, the first time. <laughs> I mean, like, should have bashed to the At this point, Spots come to visit multiple times. They have a great relationship, and every once, once a year, he's just like, yeah. Just kind of eyes him down there at the New Year's party. He's super yeah. drunk. He's like, I should have killed your ass, you bitch. <laughs> My thing was more on the more positive side of that, of ending it, where it's just like, they're making this all dramatic, but it's like, it feels like it could be a simple solution of, oh, hey, you have this new family. I got my family. They're pretty dope. He's pretty dope. We're assuming y'all are pretty dope. We can all just be dope together. But mm-hmm. they don't even think about that. They're like, yeah. nah, nah, nah. We have to go our separate ways. Yeah. No, but yeah, the thing that kind of pisses me off about that moment, and we're fast forward to the end, and I know, and I'm sorry, but... We get there, and Spot obviously is like, "Cool, I, I like these people. They're just they're like me. They're not my family. Obviously, we all look in. We're incredibly different, but we're both humans, right? We're both these sort of bipedal like mirage, creatures right? or whatever. Um, but they're definitely not my parents because I know that my parents are dead. Yeah, um, maybe, but maybe I killed them. But hey, Arlo. Anyway, this was cool. This is cool meeting these people. Let's go back. And then Arlo's like, "No, you gotta leave." And he's like, "Well, why? Like, I'm cool. Yeah. Let's. I'm cool to hang with you. Yeah. Maybe we include them in the future. I don't necessarily need to see them again. <laughs> like, I'm cool hanging out <laughs> with you, Arlo. Like, I think it would have been more. I think it would have been more of a movie moment if Arlo or if Spot rather was like, "I want to stay here." And then Arlo's sad and is like, you know what? This is the right move for you to stay here with people that you know. Yeah. But Spa was just like down to keep fucking around with his friend. That, like, by the way, you killed his dad. So I don't know. Yeah. Just, yeah but to be fair, the dad killed himself, right? Like, the dad apparently didn't understand how bad weather works in this tiny little thing that I'm sure it seems like has flash floods all the time. Because, like, what? Three, four days later, maybe a week, let's say, if there's another flash flood. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, there is, it is, it is a little that bit is telling dumb. that dad's like, well, I mean, he actually has that moment too, where he, right? Where he's like, I blamed you for telling my dad, but it's not your fault. It wasn't your fault. It was, it wasn't, it just wasn't his fault. Like, they, they shouldn't have done that. His dad should have known better. He should have faced his fears, all that stuff. So he doesn't actually end up blaming Spot. But I'm with Andy on this one. I'd be like, yeah, they look at me. What do you want to do next? You want to go 7 Eleven? Yeah, yeah, let's hang out. Let's keep let's keep this Avenger going. You're my fucking time. boy. I've saved you countless times. Yeah. You've saved me a couple times at this point. Yeah. Like it's a lifelong great. friendship. But you have man. to yeah. remember. You have to remember. Like he has to then take this rat, right? Because like they're vermin. That's what they call them earlier. Uh, yeah, you're right. They call them critters. To his his house and explain to his mom like, hey, uh, we need one more mouth to feed. Like, I, I know that, like, we hardly connect, collected our, our harvest. We were going to starve to death. But, like, yeah, I but brought clearly, one more thing to eat stuff. Clearly, Spot is smarter than all of these dinosaurs combined because he's out there, like, figuring out and apparently has a better sense of smell, even though I'm pretty it's sure ridiculous. dinosaurs would have a pretty good sense of smell. Their nasal passages are 500 times Huge. bigger than ours. Huge. Yeah, I by the way, that. when mom is like, 
I need you to pick up the load. I need you to keep on farming this corn better. Hey, dad died. That's a big ass body. We don't got to feed anymore, yeah. mom. Yeah, need to, we get, we get we, way less corn. We need like a, a like a, a financial watch. advisor also, to come in here and redo the math and kind of oh. figure out like here's what you all need. Let's actually really figure out the amount that we're trying to get corn. You know, and also yeah, you don't got to worry about feeding spot. That motherfucker goes. He'll just eat anything, dude. He'll eat a little bug or whatever. Like that dude will eat. He's whatever. gonna end up eating. You your can be corn. like a barn cat and take care of all the other creatures around. Now, exactly. here's the thing. The Every time they cut to the mom she's like overloading herself oh she's like dead. She's mom death mom take less things like you yeah. don't have to have the same the amount yeah i know but then like that makes her collapse like two to, out of the like six times we see her she's collapsed on the floor carrying too much weight but and it's like that. don't carry so much weight this movie yeah, I thought Shocked. she was gonna die. I thought she she for sure thought, didn't, dude. First they time died. She was, I, thought, I thought they were about to hit us with the fucking one two punch because I thought they're gonna be like, all right, the dad just died, and everyone's gonna be like, it wasn't as good as Lion King. So we're gonna fucking hit him with the mom next scene. Yeah. And they didn't, mom. Which was a wise call, guys. Good for that. I, yeah, I thought I mom was gonna that. be lying on the ground with like fucking velociraptors eating her carcass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, back to the plot. Arlo, uh, Buck, and Livy both earn their marks in, in the various fashions. We talked about Arlo then redoubles his efforts and digs deep to command the chickens, and he runs in there, but Buck ends up messing with him, uh, so he quits uh, the mark game for good. He's like, I'm done with this. I'm never going to leave my mark, but Papa has a better idea. He wakes Arlo up at night uh, and kills him. Two kids is enough. JK. He walks Arlo out <laughs> into the, full, the field full of fireflies, uh, which Arlo is terrified of until his dad shows him the beauty on the other side of his fear. They run around igniting the whole field with green light from the fireflies, and Papa gives Arlo a new job. If he still wants to make his mark, kill that little critter who's been sneaking in and stealing their food. Now, this is one of those the first things I'm like, is this a kid's movie? Because when they when he pounds the pumpkin, he's like, this is what you do. Trap it, hit him with a stick, blow his fucking brains out. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that is that is some very adult imagery to be showing to children. But you know, it's Pixar. Um, everything here really rushed, by the way. Like, it, I I can tell when fast. Tim is mentioned when oh. Tim mentions all the issues that are in the movie when it came to developing it and having all these rewrite rewrites and creative differences. When they're like, all right, Arlo, fucking hit, kill the critter whenever you see it. All right, it's still in our corn. Got it, Dad. I expect. A couple of scenes of development to show maybe a couple of difficulty he's uh, Arlo might be mm-hmm. having with it. Maybe he gets tricked by one critter. Maybe something silly happens and he creates like a little funny moment. They're just straight to like, nope, spots he here. He caught it. He yep. got caught. And I'm like, damn, there's like no development there. There's no like lead up or build up to having spot actually get caught. And I was kind of bummed out by that. And then I was like, oh, yeah, development issues. I kind of remember people people talking about that. I uh, think also it, this is a moment where it's like it just makes the dad seem like an idiot. Like, all right, he's having trouble taking care of these animals because he's scared of them. So now let's give him a different task. Oh, catch and kill this creature. Mm-hmm. Like this creature that will have to now defend itself. I, it just like that seems like more of a, of a job than the last one. Yeah, I got the vibe that it like the dad was like, look, we got a dud of a kid. Yeah. We just need to like make him out. feel happy. Anything yeah. we can give him. And I, I, so I didn't really get the feeling that he was giving him the task to kill this critter. I think it was more like, hey, keep yourself busy. Do this stuff. If you see it, if you catch it, that's awesome. But yeah. like, we'll see. But I think the plan was more just no, like, then he gets like, all mad. Get some, get some intel. Well, I think that's because then he it was such a catch and then he fucking let it go. I think that was just more like, oh, my God, you idiot, as opposed to like. You really fucked this up, man. Yeah. 
of course, that's exactly what happens. He catches it, uh, and then he realizes the thing's kind of helpless, and he lets it go. Uh, his father catches him and, and orders his son to accompany him to stalk and kill the little bastard so he can get over his fears. Arlo's worried that uh, they'll get lost, but his father tells him as long as he can see the river, he can find his way home. Arlo tries to keep up, but stumbles and breaks his foot, and his father realizes he's pushing his son too hard. I just wanted you to get through uh, your fear. I know you have it in you. And Arlo says, but I'm not like you. And he says, you're me and more. Uh, then a big old wave of mud and water kills Papa forever. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, did Nick. Did the look that he gave hit you guys as much as it hit me? Terrifying. Where it's just it like his, the eyes, and you see the water coming, and it like literally just lasts like I did, longer than it needed to. Even the I sound didn't too. like it. I didn't like it, Tim. I didn't like the sort of, it's okay, let me go, sort of look he had, as if they've gone through so much trials and tribulations, as if... And Tim, I'll tell you what, it's the exact same look that Bing Bong gave. Bing Bong. Knowing that, like, oh, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go right here. Dad. The dad gave this like, look. I don't even as care if, about you. The dad gave this look as if they've been fighting for their lives for the last three months. And now the dad is like, you know what? I'm ready to let go. I, it was it was bizarre, Tim. It was See, bizarre. Tim, it didn't hit me. It, for me, it, it worked the other way. The reason I liked it is I didn't get that read at all. I got pure fear. Yeah, and like that's why I thought it was different than the Lion King and um, uh, Land Before Time type things because it really it didn't feel like that. It felt like he was just like fuck, I fucked up. This is the end of this. You're on your own, kid. Yeah, but also like maybe a little relief. Like, huh? Well, it's finally over. I don't have to take care care of you anymore. anymore. (laughs) There's a moment that comes. There's like constantly tripping. (laughs) Do you think if you guys were in that spot, and I think I know the answer for Kevin on this one. But if you knew you were like, oh, shit, this thing's about to take me out. What would be your last words to this kid? Because I feel like Kevin's would be like, this is all your fault. And then the no, mud just takes that, you would, that would just that would fall. Kevin would have said, I hope you're happy. Yeah. Does mm-hmm. this make you happy now? You failed me for the last time. Kill you know? that vermin. He doesn't hate his dad. It's not like his kid would be like stoked that his dad's gone. No, I meant, the, I meant the dad. The dad. I would, if I were the dad, looking in my child's eyes as I knew that death was imminent and it was his fault. Do you a say this is your fault, son? Live with this forever, or do you just? It's not his fault. Forever, I'm Anyway, let's keep. You going. say make your mark, right? Like that's the only thing that's acceptable to say in this situation. I would say never return home. You shaked me for the last time. <laughs> I love uh, that you're in in your story. Your scar. Your I mean, mom will hate you more story. than I hate you right now. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm about to die. <laughs> Make some shit up because if you tell I the truth, you, your mom's going to bash you open. <laughs> Things are pretty dire at the farm now that Papa is dead. Mom is breaking her back, and Buck has started dealing cannabis out of the family wagon. Uh, Arlo needs to step it the fuck up. Don't worry, Mama. I won't let us starve. And then he puts like one extra piece of corn on his back, and, and his mom's just like, <laughs> <laughs> no. And then he leaves for like a till winter kicks in. He's like, don't worry, I'm gonna work extra hard. I got it, Ma. Don't worry. And then and falls in like, the water. Kevin, her mom's like, if we don't get enough food together by winter, we're all gonna starve, Arlo. It's not like we feed off of trees or anything. No, anyway, we can only eat corn. We can only eat corn. Arlo once again spots that little critter that killed his dad. This time he doesn't hesitate to take a chunk out of its little hairy ass. Of course. It ends up falling in the river, uh, which has taken so many of the dinosaur family already. Does this <laughs> water's hunger know no bounds? <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Uh, Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Arlo gets knocked out and comes to uh, far away 
from uh, White Claw Tooth Mountain, which is usually how most of my hangovers start as well. Uh, if, if you get if you get knocked out in a river, you're you dead, right? Yeah, like you're gonna drown, right? Yeah. That's just we just watched old. We know how this plays out. You don't they just say like that. magically wake up. Right. Somewhere. Okay. All right. Cool. Kevin, they say that babies are only born with two instincts. One is to close their eyes and, and hold their breath in water, and the other one is to shit on you the second you open the diapers. No, Nick, they grip your fingers. Is that what? The, is that what? The, so That's the so second they, one. Okay, yeah. So the two are they grip your hold fingers, hold their breath, and they shit on you. There was three. The diapers open. <laughs> there was three. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, with his knee all busted, Arlo uh, barely makes it ashore. Once he gets his bearings, he realizes he has no idea where he is. And he, and he, so he calls out for his mom, and it's real, real sad. Um, and he says, Mama. It- and then his, his mom gently calls back, You're on piece of shit. <laughs> cut off. I love, I love that. It. Just a couple words cut off there, which made it somehow, I'm sure, even better. I've got to move the because that was a banger. Let me try it again. He called out gently to his mama, and his mama called back, you're on your own now, you piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> it, it echoed. It echoed to the mountains. A howl the distance draws his attention to the cliff above. He tries to climb up there first, cannot do it. But then, of course, he spots a little critter uh, that kills huh? his papa and musters all of his energy and uses his head to climb up after it. Uh, of course. Very nimble, this little dinosaur. That, those heads are strong. I fucking hate this stupid-ass dinosaur's kneecaps. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, they look too. so and gross. Belly. They're wow, so red. So jiggly. I, you know it's they just look like? they look like like corns on your toes. When you look down, you're like, I don't need that thing there. It serves no purpose. Corns on your toes. Uh, we don't have corns. corns on our toes. <laughs> you, get little, you get a little callus on the top of your toe from your shoe, and you're like, Why is no. that there? I don't. Yeah, I don't have that. That's really? not a familiar yeah. thing. That's like an old person Nick, thing, right? Don't. don't it's, it can't be you either. We can't have your wiki feet drop it, okay? <laughs> enough, People can't know the truth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, this is a, another moment where it's just like, God, I don't care about this little fucking... Like, the, the, the dinosaur being designed the way it is, like, I just don't believe the mobility that it's doing. Like, it trying to climb up this mountain using its, its head to, like, as an arm? Well, like, I mean... Kevin, you have to remember it was angry, right? And as we learned a long time ago, fear leads to hate, hate leads to anger, anger leads to rock climbing. Mm-hmm. Before we get back to the plot, let me tell you about our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Me Undies. Me Undies believes that your comfort is about more than what's touching your skin. It's about being comfortable in your skin. And when you're truly comfortable, you get a slam dunk kind of feeling, you know? That's right, Me Undies and Space Jam are bringing you new undies. Ladies and gentlemen, you know I only wear Me Undies. A long time ago, I found out how comfortable they were, threw away the rest of my underwear, and only buy Me Undies. I still do to this day. And the Space Jam one is interesting for people like Blessing. Uh, Me Undies' new Space Jam print features Bugs Money, Daffy Duck, and other iconic characters who are all tuned up and ready for a rematch. Me Undies are made from micromodal fabric, which is not only soft, but breathable, light, and impossibly cozy. Check out their new Space Jam collection in the softest undies, socks, bralettes, dog hoodies, and loungewear available in sizes XS to 4XL. Here's your chance, do your dance, to score their new collection before the clock runs out. To get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning. Up next is Canva. We've talked about Canva a lot, ladies and gentlemen. If you are making things on the internet and you need video, you need audio, you need Canva Pro, Tim has been using it, Roger's been using it, Nick has been using it. Anybody who's not just screaming into a microphone all day like me at Kind of Funny is using it to make our stuff better. Canva Pro 
is the easy to use design platform that has everything you need to design like a pro. Whether you're a professional designer or just getting started, Canva Pro can help boost you and your team's productivity and creativity. Canva Pro has everything you need in one place, including a collection of over 75 million premium photos, videos, audio, and graphics. Design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use our promo code. Just go to canva.me slash kindoffunny to get your free 45-day extended trial. That's C-A-N-V-A dot me, M-E, slash kindoffunny. Canva.me slash kindoffunny. And our final sponsor of the day is Upstart. If you're carrying a credit balance month after month, it can feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of debt. Upstart can help you make that final payment so you can get ahead. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can receive the funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how. Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash KFMB. That's upstart.com slash KFMB. Don't forget to use our URL so that they know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your application. Go to upstart.com slash KFMB. Here we are. I swear I I just wanted to grab that knee joint and just squeeze it and just see if pus would have popped out. It would have been gross, Andy. It would have been gross. I also don't believe that Kevin wouldn't use his head as another appendage if his neck was long That's the thing. Like, I would, but, like, I'm not a whiny little bitch. You know what I mean? Like, this little whiny little kid's not putting his fucking neck down like that, you know? He's learning. That's how you have to learn. Everyone starts off with little whiny little scaredy cat. I wish the pterodactyls had eaten him. Oh, they're about to, man. They can't get them all in the mouth, though. They tried. And then, uh, let's see. Arlo climbs to the peak and sees the river. He remembers what his father told him. As long as you can find the river, you can find your way home. Then he does the number one thing they tell you to do when you're stranded in the forest. Immediately find the nearest bush of berries and eat them. Right, Kevin? You know the old saying. Mm-hmm. Any berry's a good berry, right? That is the old saying. Any berry's a good berry. Uh, oh, you can watch three, Call of the Wild. Call of the Wild to see how that ends. Is that the name of the, the book? I think so, right? Yeah. That's where he eats the berries and shits himself to death. He Jack, dies, yes, he Jack dies. Jack White? Jack nope. London. Arawak. Neither of those were correct, right? Jack? Jack? With Robin Williams? Oh, great film. Is that the one where he's a, he's a child, so but he's a man-sized child? Like, like, what that kid scary, yes. man-sized See, child. the ending when he's right. graduating high school is like... Traumatic. And somehow J Lo looks like like more attractive now. So I don't even know how oh science God, is working with her. We need we need people to investigate. Yeah, and she and Ben Affleck are back together. Are you kidding? Oh, wild, me? wild. About this? How do we feel about this? So we'll bad. talk about it offline. Arlo uh, falls and gets his leg stuck between two rocks, and the dumbass can't even figure out. He just dig around it, so he falls asleep, so terrified fucking of the stupid. At night, of course, when he wakes up, the little critter dug out his leg, and we're like, maybe this. But why? Why would the critter do that? Because he's like, this might be my big friend now. Because he's no. like, I fucking killed this guy's dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's my oh, big friend I do now. feel bad. This is the least I yeah, can do. That's true. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it starts to rain. Arlo tries to make himself a broke-ass shelter. Thankfully, the critter comes to bring him food, which he doesn't eat. Because uh, apparently he's not a cannibal. And this thing is a lizard. The lizard runs away. Uh, so the next thing, the next day, the critter brings him a giant-ass bug that is the stuff of nightmares to consume. And Arlo's like, I'm not going to eat that. So what does the critter do in this kid's movie? 
rips the bug's head off. Yeah, that was really funny. At him like, if I were bigger, <laughs> I would do this to you. Yeah. No, I, I, I got to say, I brought this up a little bit earlier, but like the comparisons to Lion King are so much more than I could have ever expected in this movie. Because like, mm. okay, we start off, we get a little family dynamic, then boom, we get the bonding moment between the dad and the kid in a in a grassy field during nighttime with some like type of light show thing going on. Then the dad dies in a stampede type situation in a canyon. Then the kid's on his own, meets a little friend. The kid, the, the friend tries to convince him to, to eat bugs to be able to survive. It's like, okay, cool. This just, it just keeps going and going on. Like, all right, all right, guys. I mean, but, you want to know another parallel? When we get to the T-Rexes, which are the king of the jungle, they like don't eat the the, the things that they should be eating, right? Like T-Rexes would for sure have eaten that fucking kid and the other thing, right? They're like, oh, food, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, Wait. Our, but like what in Lion King doesn't eat what it's... Remember how he's like, we got to teach this kid how to be a vegetarian so he doesn't eat us? Timon and Pum was like, he's not, so he can't eat us. Because like he's chicken. supposed to eat him. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I'm just saying, if Tim's going to fucking try to find some broke ass but like tim tim's comparisons were good you just compared three like carnivores to non-carnivores i'm I'm with nick i'm with nick like like if Mm -hmm. you'd been like hey remember the the sharks in finding nemo they're very similar to these uh Mm t-rexes or allosaurus maybe the movie movie was very long kevin (laughs) i mean i watched i had to watch part the lion king part one and then lion king part two right yeah did you watch one and a half no, no, no. That's rubbish. That's oh, like one some, and a half's good. That's like some bullshit. Yeah, one and a half's really good. Too far bullshit. You know? no, okay, <laughs> okay, all right. So first of all, of course, like, inevitable. Return of <laughs> Jafar. Return of Jafar is a great fucking film. You asshole. Second of all, cinema. What did I have? Cinema, Kevin. What did, Listen, what did have? just happened? I made a bad joke about Tim. I'm mad it didn't hit, so now I'm doubling <laughs> oh, it. Oh, no, uh, it hit. What's next? Final Fantasy Eleven. What do you got to say today, Nick? Oh, my God. If you guys want to tweet at Tim and let him know that you also love Final Fantasy Eleven as the greatest Final Fantasy game, please. He'll, he'll commiserate. Wait, Tim, do you not like Return of Jafar? No, he loves love it. Yeah, it's great, right? Yeah. Thank you. God, I got scared there for a second. Just you know what it is? You know what's better than Return of Jafar? Playing with the puffy case the VHS tape used to come in because the rest of the movie is dog water. Nah, you know, know what's better is me driving to Starbucks with Cool Greg a couple days ago and me being like, hey, what, what you been watching recently? And he's just like, oh, every morning uh, I, I wake this. up and I, I watch, I watch the, the Hercules animated show on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> okay. That's amazing. Wait, do you uh, remember, real quick, a conversation we had recently at uh, we went to Outback, Tim? Uh-huh. And uh, you were like, out, yeah. Out us. Yeah, I know. Fucking it was really outed. sad. Next time. Uh, and you were like, yeah, that, that Aladdin does a cameo on that. And you, he said, thanks for letting me know. Like, I, I don't know if I could have handled, like, just seeing Aladdin. Oh, great. God, I miss Greg. I do also want to clarify, I've never actually seen Return of Jafar. Anyway, yeah. back to. Yeah, the, well, it's clear. Anyway, that was back. clear. Back to it. Uh, let's see. Arlo follows the little critter up the side of a mountain via a very narrow pass. Uh, when they come to a break in the rocks, Arlo's like, this is it. This is the end. This little thing finally got the better of me. Uh, but instead, the little thing pucks behind him and makes him uh, make a, a bridge with his neck. And then the, and then he's like, just lift yourself up, dummy. And he's like, all oh, right, I already did that. It lifts himself up. And voila, we get to the berries. Um, then and somewhere around whoa, here, whoa, we get a berries. shot that is identical to the Lion King cross the log shot. I'm just saying, guys, mm. I'm not saying you're wrong, but, but I'm also the saying you guys didn't, didn't understand the nuance of what I was saying. 
Return of the Jabari. Yeah, some of the animals that should eat other animals are friends, and that's what the T Rex part was for me. Yeah, but like so, Tim was making direct comparisons. Like yeah, he was saying, this thing. scene of them doing this is very oh much God. like this exact scene. Are we going to have another vest moment? Is that where we are right now? Is, are we vesting it? Are we invested no. in this argument? No, because Tim was wrong <laughs> in the vest moment. Tim is right this time. Right? I don't know if there's a. I think I don't know if there's a right or wrong. There time. is. There I is. Hear, you are I, the wrong. I can hear Cecil just like being like, "Kevin, shut up!" Like Cecil's <laughs> right. Cecil's like this. Y'all been talking for an hour and twenty minutes about the good dinosaur, and you're five. My dog wouldn't sound like that. You know that. Yeah, for a you second, I thought Nick was like going that. into some crazy voice for Cecil. I would have never expected to lie. Y'all been talking about this. <laughs> That's not what I expect from Cecil. Like for some reason, the voice they made Anna Paquin do, where you're like, why, she, why are they making her do a southern draw? It's very weird. Give it what, to me, Andy. My my boyfriend's name is Babby. <laughs> that wasn't your best. That was Babby. definitely not your that, best. Yeah, that was really bad. That was your that was bad <laughs> X-Men right there. Hey, somehow Babby. perfect, Andy. Yeah, somehow okay, okay, perfect. okay. That was better. Come on. Uh, anyway. He uh, uh, spot tries to stop him, but Arlo doesn't want to. And then a big ass lizard thing. What do we call? It? What do we say? What this was a salamander? Salamander. Like a uh, comes yeah, out. it was. It was like a snake with little, little tiny hands. It was terrifying. Uh, of course, they get they get it chased off, and then who do we see? The Megalosaurus, uh, the pet collector guy, played by the not a Megalosaurus. That is it, you nigga. The stegglebubbubbub. The big dinosaur comes out with all sorts of friends hanging off of him, and he's like, "That's a nice little critter. I could use him to help protect me. What do you give me for him?" And he's like, "Well, I don't know." And then he introduces Arlo to the rest of his friends, and they all serve a very specific purpose. This is Fury. He protects me from creatures that crawl in the night. This is Destructor. She protects me from mosquitoes. And this is Dream Crusher. He protects me from having unrealistic goals. And this is the unrealistic goals. Like, because because you're like, oh, it protects him from bad dreams. No, unrealistic goals. That was the best joke in this movie. This guy, how low the bar is. This guy was definitely inspiration for Sasha Baron Cohen's character in Luca. Hundred percent. Just the weird kind of random dude that shows up. And by the way, it's it it is a Styracosaurus or Styracosaurus. I know Tim mentioned it earlier, but let's just get it right. It's ty- Styracosaurus. And I messed up. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's, no problem. It's stores. However, uh, they, only have, they only have one horn. They only have one horn. Keep that in mind. What? Oh. Can they still be On the nose. Like... They got the nose horn. They got a bunch oh, of horns. Oh, but they kinda... got the, on the side, right? They got like heads. the yeah. sideshow bob looking here. Correct. But those are just considered spikes. Those are not horns. Different. Mm-hmm. Yellow, new. The pet collector wants to keep the critter. He says, I name him, I keep him. And then Arlo realizes, oh, actually, I'm, I'm becoming fond of this little thing. So they race to name it, and Arlo calls him Spot, to which a little critter responds. And uh, then Debbie goes wild and chases them off. Uh, Spot chases Which felt restaurant. weird. The Debbie, like, attacking them, I was a little unclear on, like, Why, what but was also, going on. What was Debbie's role? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Debbie was- might be, like, the, the Avenger in this, where she's like, you, you did my boy wrong. I have to claw your eyes out. That's probably what Debbie does. That sounds about right for Debbie. We just don't know. Uh, let's see. Love this next scene where a Spot chases what I assume is a groundhog. What, what do we call it? It looks kind of like a gerbil or a hamster. Yeah, down. it looks like uh, maybe a gopher. Yeah, right? a little gopher. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's strong. It looks a little gopher. He chases him down a hole and then like blows into the hole and it pops up. And then Arlo tries it and he's kind of laying at it at first. But then eventually he gusts, musters up a gust of wind and blows them all up. And this is another moment that I laughed out loud. Because as they're leaving, all of them 
recede back in their holes at the same time with the same yeah. shitty look. Like, what the hell, bro? <laughs> Love them. And they laugh. Uh, Arlo falls easy wins, but they won for me. Yeah. Easy. Sometimes I'll need some easy wins, guys. Arlo falls into the water below and Spot shows him how to swim. Uh, then they eat some magical fruit and wake up three days later at the blackjack table at the Peppa Mill in, the, in Reno as the dealer takes their last $5 chip. And you wonder, how did it all go wrong, Kevin? Was it when I answered Snow Mike Mike's call? And that's when that's never do that? Who knows? We don't know. Oh, right. He's going to get high. They got high off that fucking rotten fruit. That's what happened. Um, Arlo shows oh, Spot how to play either. The fireflies. Tell if Nick's telling us about what happened this weekend or no, 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 no. Joey, <laughs> nothing happened this weekend. It was a disappointment for everyone. Did we do mushrooms uh, and wind up at the pepper mill? No. They definitely didn't. They definitely didn't. Uh have you guys ever seen videos of raccoons that have eaten rotten fruits that are drunk? No. And they're like stumble though. around. I'll send I'll send some assets. So boy. I, I would like to see that, please. I didn't know that a I, I was kind of confused by it because I didn't understand why an old rotten fruit would make you trip out. And maybe well, so this is the thing. Immediately, I thought Kevin. Oh, they're gonna start vomiting. This is old. It's gross. They're gonna like start barfing, and it's gonna make them sick. I didn't know so, it would make them trip out. I yeah, I don't. I maybe this was some sort of mold thing, but what I've seen before is a uh, fruit will fall rot a little and start to like ferment. basically turn yeah ferment and turn Got into alcohol. It. But now, this I will definitely... say, throughout this whole sequence of them being high, it's that's the most together that the art styles have been in this whole movie. True. It's the true. most in sync that they've been. We I see the, like... the ball, the Pixar ball, when they're high. Oh, really? So Do we get references. a one a reference anywhere? Because I couldn't, I didn't find it. Yeah, that's not the number, but yeah, a one one four room fourteen oh eight. I like that. I like that, by the way, that the, Spot has some banger moments in this. And one of them is they're eating the fruit and he looks up at the tree and sees all the ripe fruit up there. And he's like, huh. And then they just start tripping ass. It's just hilarious. A113 uh, can be seen formed by pickets on the wooden fence surrounding the the cluckers. Got it. Uh, I like all the animals are named like the wrong things. Like chickens are cluckers and the uh, owls are the old hoots. Right. Old or hoots. The, the velociraptors are the rustlers. Yeah, that's six that's buck. Kind of that was cool. Uh, Arlo shows Spot how to play with the fireflies and then tries to ask him about his family. Uh, and then we, Arlo, your Spot kind of draws the circle and sticks those little things in there and then puts two of them down, the two tall ones down, leaving just himself. And you get the you get the picture that his parents are dead. And it's super sad. So Arlo tells him the same thing. He puts it all, he draws a little circle, puts his whole family up there, and then puts his father in slowly as he points to Spot and says, you yeah. did this. Is it your fault? It was your fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's super sad. This is a really, really <clears throat> sad and great scene. I think it's a great way to get this across. Um, and then uh, Arlo tells Spot he misses his dad, and Spot gives him a hug. And then he howls into the night to honor his family, and Arlo joins in. Uh, they wake up the next morning, and Arlo has a nice little piss. <laughs> it's just a weird I see, but I thought it was hilarious. He's like, why are you looking at me, dude? <laughs> and then the storm rolls in, and Arlo gets a flash of his father's death along with the lightning, uh, and, and unfortunately runs into the forest, away from the river to hide underneath a fallen tree. Uh, when the storm passes, Arlo freaks. He's lost the river. Uh, and all is good, though, because a group of pterodactyls find them, and their leader, Thunderclot, tells them that the storm provides. Uh, and then he's like, hey, man, we'll help you find your way back. Well, before, before you do that, can you help me find, like, some and save some of these survivors? And Arlo's like, yeah, maybe this is my lot in life. Maybe this is how I'll make my mark. I'll for sure do that. And then they save the world's cutest creature, and Thunderclap immediately eats it. And it's terrifying. This, this is a turn I did not see coming. 
this move, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm happy it was here because this is about the only interesting thing that happens in this stupid movie. But holy shit, like they they turn and are vicious, vicious, like horribly vicious. And it's just like it didn't need to do this turn, but like I'm glad it did. I guess it's the sequence I really like from the uh, too. It's the Last Girl of Us Eddie? sequence. It's just like it's David mm-hmm. in the Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't That's know what that so means. True. But I, I love the uh, like just there was kind of like weird religious shit fun. going into it of like the storm provides. Yeah. They're all just kind of like looking <laughs> to him as the leader and stuff. Like they set it up really well so that when the twist happened, I was always a little like uneasy with them. So like it, I, I liked I liked them throughout this movie as just kind of like problems for them to overcome. Well, I and don't. Steve Zahn is the perfect exactly. Person for this. Jody. They got me with Steve Zahn. He's never been a bad guy before. I'm like Steve Zahn from that thing. But he's always kind of weird. He is kind of weird. So that's perfect. (laughs) And that's not even necessarily in the characters he plays, just in him and his existence as a human. But I like him. Uh, Let's see. By the way, I posted an asset. It's a little kid from Dennis and Menace looks like Spot. I just kept thinking about him the whole time. Andy, would you believe that I had a Dennis the Menace joke in here that we glossed over? Holy shit. No, I would not have. <laughs> you what a waste. It, Andy. What a waste. Kev, can also, you bring up both uh, the picture that Andy just sent and this raccoon video you sent, please? What's yeah. Up, so if you like Steve Zahn, Nick slash anybody else here, he's in that new uh, HBO show, The White Lotus. Oh. With the... Wasn't he the name? bad guy in oh, was it Saving Silverman? He was the good guy in Saving Silverman. Yeah, I think he was trying to save Silverman. Yeah, but kidnapping a woman, right? Well, I mean, we can agree that's a bad thing to do, right? But I mean, if she's making your friend great choices in his life, maybe it's warranted. But like, no, it was definitely not warranted. He was it was a bad movie. Thank you. That was one of those where I was like, I was watching this same film. I was like, I don't like any of these characters. They're all terrible. It's a great movie movie, though. Although they did have have ever seen it. Neil Diamond cover band, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was perfect. She Let's got the wedding to me. She got the wedding This kid is psychotic. It's off. I don't want to look at it anymore. I don't yeah. want to look at it anymore. This is I the kid. Look at it. This is the kid. Give <laughs> the raccoon yeah. drunk. It's a gift, so I won't yeah, like, maximize. I, yeah, I won't maximize. He's just waking up to. <laughs> He's like, oh. <laughs> He's super like, oh. stoned. Hold on. Back to the plot. Hold on, I got a good one. Give us the good one. But this is just a raccoon that broke into an alcohol factory. Oh, I've seen. I mean, this is great. I'll watch it. Oh no! Please, <laughs> please. Hammered. <laughs> oh no! We've all been oh, here, Andy. Andy, we've all been here. You know yeah, what I mean? I've, been, I've, been <laughs> I've seen Nick like this. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've been there multiple times. Just, man. Oh, I'm not no. proud of it, but I'm also not ashamed of it. I'm Poor just gonna say. Guy. I would much rather watch the adventures of a drunk raccoon than <laughs> maybe watch like a dinosaur again. Damn, Thank you, Joey. Words. Well, you True. won't have to wait long, Joey. Turning red in theaters next year. Pixar's next movie. It's about a raccoon. Oh, I don't think he's oh. drunk the whole time. Oh, no, he is hammered. Plot. He's an alcoholic. Anyway, it's actually yeah. quite sad. Back, it's yeah, back to the plot. It's, it's like that Ben Affleck movie came out where he's like, this is my last shot. It's either alcoholism or I get to coach basketball. Uh, let's see. Not kidding. That's what movie was about. Uh, then we stop. Let's see. They want to eat Arlo right our spot right off of Arlo's back. So Arlo bangs out and he heads what he, to what he, he thinks is a nearby Bronchosaurus, but it's not. It actually turns out to be two T Rexes, and the situation goes from bad to worse. Love the visuals. That, that looks cool. so damn really cool. cool of them moving away. And it's like, oh shit. 
they scare off the pterodactyls and head back for Arlo and Spot. But it turns out T-Rexes are actually pretty cool. And they're like, man, you okay, kid? And he's like, well, you're not going to eat me? Everything I knew that got taught about dinosaurs from Jurassic Park was wrong. And he's like, Jurassic Park never came out because humans never evolved. We are the ones. We are the, the Steven now. Spielberg ended up making another movie. Yeah. Oh, damn. He made Human Park. It was about a bunch of humans who figured out how to make knives and shit. Uh, Nash and Ramsey are siblings played and led by their father, Sam Elliott, who now Snowbike Mike knows from his second, uh, his number two all-time favorite movie, Roadhouse. Uh, Arlo asks the T-Rex all-time favorites, but they're too busy looking for their lost herd. And you're like, oh, I wonder what this herd's going to be. It turns out it's just it's just a buffalo. <laughs> you're like, okay, I guess buffalo exists in this world. They yeah, strike up a, a deal. Way. Spot will help them sniff out the herd of Longhorns if they'll help him get hit back to White Claw Mountain. Uh, they spot the herd, but it's being held up by some rustlers. Uh, so Arlo gets the uh, the dubious job of acting as bait by standing on a rock and howling, uh, which Spot helps him. He stands on the rock and screams, and soon enough, the rustlers come a-running. But, and they're, as we noted before, they're velociraptors, I think, or raptors of some sort. Uh, before they can pounce, the T-Rexes make their move and swat the rustlers away. But the plan goes bad when the herd starts to stampede. Butch goes down with two rustlers on his back, so Arlo steps up and starts headbutting a mother effer. Uh, and, and, they have feathers, uh, by the way. What the fuck? <laughs> buying into this bullshit <sighs> propaganda and, and like they somehow guys, figured out a way to make dinosaurs look even lame. more silly they were so yeah. dumb looking it's the feathers it did not look cool you want to talk about the difference in, in character designs or like the the, the disparate disparity between the, the environment and this the rustlers to the t-rex is i'm like this is not the same movie these look ridiculous 100 percent but uh, let's see. Uh, the Rex sees the opportunity and toss the shit out of the wrestlers. They just toss them into the horizon and all is good. Later that night, as they sit by the fire, Arlo and Rex uh, and uh, uh, Ramsey, no, Nash, compare scars. Um, Arlo asks Bush how he got his scar. And Sam Elliott proves why he is the best, has the best voice in the business. Talks about how he was like, I was walking for five days and I saw a pond. And when I went in, I got attacked by two crocs. Ain't no way I wasn't at supper, set for one thing. I wasn't ready for dying that day. I bet one oh croc and half tail whipped the other. And the last one, well, I drowned that croc in my own blood. And he goes, you hit What? Was like, that was the coolest thing ever. Oh, my, that was the coolest thing ever. Uh, and Arlo says, you would have liked my papa. He wasn't scared of anything. I'm done being scared. And he says, who says I wasn't scared? You can't get Love rid that. of fear. Love you it. You can get through yeah. it. You can find uh, a way. Uh, excuse me, find out what you're made of. And that's pretty cool. Maybe his dad should have mm -hmm. bought into that mentality. been like, hey, man, we'll take this baby steps. Maybe I won't march you out into a thunderstorm and, and die right in front of you, thus traumatizing you for the rest of your life. Uh, the first snow of the year drops, and Arlo remembers he has to get home. And uh, Butch is like, a deal's a deal. At first light, we'll ride. The next morning, Arlo uses his tail as a whip to help keep the herd in line as they drive them across the land. And he spots the tip of Clawtooth Mountain. Uh, he thanks the Rexes for looking out for him, and Butch tells him he's going to be all right. He says, you're one tough kid. Uh, they run along the side of the riverbank, rousing a flock of birds as they head toward the peak of the mountain. And it's a beautifully rendered scene. I like this moment. Uh, Arlo uses the strength in his mighty neck to toss Spot up above the clouds, and together they watch the sunset beyond the mountain's peaks. Uh, Dude, unfortunately, gorgeous. Cool moment. So damn cool. I love this. this. This feels like one of those moments you can always identify in these Pixar movies. Like what moment was like on one of the original storyboards for this? That they're like, mm -hmm. we got, I don't know the plot yet, but we got to get there. And this kind of felt like yeah. one of them. And I love, I, I don't remember exactly where it is, but I know it's coming up. But this shot where it gets kind of scary and it's dark and you see what looks to be like shark fins above uh, them. Right I love mm -hmm. it. Like that, that was like 
freaking gorgeous, beautiful, scary. I didn't know what was going on, and the payoff was great. They really did a good job with it, and that was special shit. Absolutely. Were the pterodactyls um, flying upside down for that, or is that their beak? Because it looked, it looked like the fin on their head. Yeah, I had the same vibe. Yeah, I think they were upside down. I think they were fucking crazy motherfuckers. Yeah. You know? God, they fly upside down? No. Yeah, Joey, but let me tell you right now, this movie, weak on science. Because here's the thing about pterodactyls. <laughs> science, you, science, science with Kev. Kevin. Couldn't fly in the rain. They get a little wet, done. That's why birds have feathers, Joey. That's why birds have feathers. Birds have Keeps feather them dry. Mm-hmm. Together. So it's like this whole, this whole end scene. The, the whole premise of these pterodactyls being like, we like flying in storms makes no sense. Also, didn't Duck? pterodactyls and T-Rexes not exist at the same time? Nick, ducks fly together. Dogs do fly together. <laughs> ducks, not dogs. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what Andy's going for here, but I'm just going to say yes, and Mighty ducks. Mighty ducks? Oh, quack, 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 quack. Dogs do fly together, you're right. <laughs> It's like, I don't know what he's talking about, guys. You guys are right <laughs> I do appreciate you just going along for the ride, though. No, man, you know me. I'm trying, I'm trying to keep the energy going forward. Uh, back to the plot as they run. Arlo howls and Spot joins in. But soon another voice howls back. A human standing off over the horizon, uh, which slowly starts walking for him. And then a look of worry comes over Arlo's face because he realizes the implications of this. And he gently picks Spot up and places him on his back tells them we need to get home uh rain starts to fall and lightning once again strikes across the cloudy sky and to tim's point the shark-like tails cut through the cloud coverage above and begin to circle sound uh it's oof. oh some some sort of laughing and then more laughter joins in and the pterodactyls can be heard they pounce one grabs spot and arlo tries to save him but he can't and he's forced over the cliff and gets tangled in some vines below uh, as spot howls in the distance as he's being carried away uh and then unfortunately a rock hits arlo in the head and knocks him out. And as he wakes up, he realizes he sees his father, who has come to save him. And the two walk together on a muddy uh, muddy road. But when Arlo looks down, uh, he realizes he is making tracks, but his father isn't. Uh, actually, before that, he goes, he pleads with his father to stop. He's like, I have to go back. Uh, when he looks down, he sees that his, he's making tracks, but his father isn't. And he realizes his father isn't really there. He says, I'm scared, but Spot needs me. I blamed him for what happened to you, but it wasn't his fault. So I got to go help him because I love him. And his father turns around and says, I knew you had it in you. You are me and more. Now go take care of that critter. We've never seen like, anything like this before. Never. Not once. Definitely not in a movie called The Lion King from 1994. But just say it. But just say it. Stop with your Lion King conspiracies. Nobody's buying into it here, Tim. You're right. Nobody's You're buying right. into it. Nobody's Tim's seen Lion that King conspiracy? More like Tim, King of Lies. Another of Tim Spiracies. Sorry, Kevin, you nailed it. Hey, cut that part out. Cut that part out of you. Cut it out. I thought cut Kevin was gonna say King of Lion. <laughs> that would have like worked out. Oh, that would be good. Oh, too. yeah, that would have been better. Like, Thanks, Andy. Yeah. 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 It was close enough. Tim Spiracies, far number three. Uh, <laughs> What was what did Kevin say? Kevin King of King of Jungle? No, King of Lies. Lies. King of Lies. King of Lies. And then Tim the Lion King is number one. That's that's how we're gonna rank those jokes today. Let us know how you would rank those jokes in the <laughs> comments below. <laughs> on rank uh, this joke. Our news podcast in the podcast. The theme song. <laughs> rank this joke. I got a little joke. We're gonna rank this joke. You're gonna rank it. I got a little joke. <laughs> it's a little joke. Rank. Rank. Yeah. 
Uh, that stinks. Up and is, of course, still wrapped <laughs> in the vines. He bursts out and runs up the mountain, howling as he goes. Finally, Spot howls back. Uh, he's hiding in uh, and he's hiding from the pterodactyls in a hollowed out tree, but he won't last long because they're trying to break in and they're playing with him. Arlo rushes in and starts headbutton, but it's not enough to get the job done. And he looks over. We see the water start to rise as Thunderclap starts to crack that little tree like a nut. Arlo whips a tree with his tail branch. Or excuse me, whips his yeah, whips a tree with his tail, uh, causing it to fall over on downpour and cold front, and then roars a mighty roar at Thunderclap giving spot the time he needs to bite yeah he does man let's go yeah, uh and of course once he realizes he's got a giant hole in his wing he's like i'm not winning this fight so he tries to fly off and uh arlo grabs a branch and just hurls it at him not probably not unconscious in killing him yeah in the ensuing water storm that's about to happen i mean a pterodactyl like it's not going to survive if they go in water right like there's right. no the, the motion is not good for, like, floating. So all four of those pterodactyls probably drowned or dead, right? Yeah. Director confirms. Director that confirms. They're all alive. They all survived. Uh, and the main fuck. one in particular stopped fucking with little dinosaurs after that. Be this brave. Like my lesson. Mm-hmm. Well, no, Be no. brave, Where directors. Where did that? Um, somewhere on Wikipedia. The King of Lies is back. Oh my god. <laughs> no, it's a timber. <laughs> he lies a lot. Hey, right. Tim, he lies a lot. Bro. He's gonna lie. <laughs> oh, it's still lie. going. Hey, Tim, he's gonna lie. When the mountain. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna lie. Tim is gonna, gonna lie. lie. <laughs> I can't even see his face. I love it. I really love it. All right. Uh, Let us know your Tim Lightning song, please. A couple minutes and just make that bad boy for us for next week. According to Peter Saw, Thunderclap survives and continues to hunt critters, but thinks twice about attacking young dinos and their friends after being defeated by Arlo and Spot. Nah, that's bullshit. You're attack. You're fucking J.K. Rowling this and adding shit on. Not the whole like you know being uh, super like anti-trans and stuff, but like you're you can't just like add on. You can't just add on what's happening. You can't just be like uh, now they think twice. But but guess what? They hate now. They start fights with the Raptors now. The Rustlers. No, uh, quit adding on lore. We don't care about. You're adding anymore. lore to the lore they added. On. The only thing he was adding right. is that they didn't die. <laughs> I feel like you can only add lore like that when you have those like weird at the end of the movies where you like see what happens to all the characters I after. I love that brain. this that they don't give a fuck about this movie so much. They were like, you know what? Every other Pixar movie has more of an epilogue in the credits. That this movie is like, fuck it. No one gives a fuck. Uh, before Let's just show them our grass. You know? Beautiful. Look at how great these pine needles are rendered. Uh, Before Arlo can swim to his friend, the same muddy wave that took his father sweeps in to carry Spot away, but this time Arlo doesn't hesitate. He leaps in to say... The same muddy wave that took his father. (laughs) Kevin, in my brain, the wave just keeps going around. Yeah, 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 it's a big old circle. circle. See you next week, Arlo. Oh, man. This thing knows no fucking limits. Sorry Uh, about your dad. Come back for your mom. <laughs> Bring her in. Uh, let's see. He leaves in to save his friend, and the two are quickly overtaken as they rush toward the falls. Arlo kicks furiously to reach Spot before they go over, plummeting into the water below. Arlo carries Spot to the shore. Seems pretty derivative. Just saying. I mean, okay, Tim. If they stole that from anything, they stole it from Predator. Okay, homeward we can bound, all agree. Homeward bound. Stole it from Predator. Oh, homeward Bound also so tragic. 
Which one was Marley and me? There's a dog dying. No, they all one. survived, Joey, right? I know, but it's so sad because, like, Shadow climbs really slow after all the other animals. But they survive. It does. Yeah, have, he's been through some shit, up. and he doesn't, he's, he's lost some years after that adventure, you know? Ah, he's fine. And then they get I'm lost sure. in San Francisco, and it's a whole thing. Whole thing. Oh, they climb. Let's see. Oh, this is, this is a great moment here. Arlo carries Spot to the shoreline, but the little dude is unconscious, so he does the same thing he did to the fireflies and kind of gently blows on him a little bit to bring him back to life. I like that. It's not how uh, it they, works, though. I mean, it's mouth to mouth. Mouth to mouth. All right, Nick. You don't know what sort of healing properties Brontosaurus had, Kevin. Yeah, you don't he get blows it, hard, None. dude. We saw him blow out all the, the little rodents. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to do just, more research like about you know, you, know what, you know what other movie blew? The Return of Jafar. <laughs> Nailed it, Nick. Nailed Damn it. You brought man. it back. Oh, man. I just fucking I can't miss today. I can't mm-hmm. miss. Cut that one out. Impossible. Cut that one out. <laughs> Get that, use the edit tool and cut that one out. Arlo carries. Let's see. Uh, they climb down the mountain. Arlo finally sees his home. But before they can take another step, another howl breaks through the air. Arlo and Spot turn to see a family of humans uh, making their way down the hillside toward them. At first, they sniff each other very apprehensive. And Spot is apprehensive. But he accepts. he's accepted by the mother. And soon the whole family takes him in. Arlo I was really hoping the family like accepted spot as a, like a gift of food <laughs> and be like oh thank you thank you dinosaur and they just start tearing him up right there no um arlo realizes that this is where spot belongs so when spot jumps back on Arlo's back he pushes him back down which reminds me like we talked about before when john Lithgow had to make harry go back to the forest and it made me cry uh arlo pushes spot toward the humans and draws a circle around all of them showing that this is his new family and it's very good. That's a very good moment. Uh, and Spot finally understands. He rushes to give Arlo a hug, and the big green dinosaur cries. As Spot walks away with his new family, he stops momentarily to look back at his friend and howls. And Arlo howls back. Uh, Mama is picking up the last of the corn. And man, she looks like she's on her last. She's barely. Fucking she's fucking barely. She can't even stand up. This poor woman. <laughs> I mean, Stop grabbing she... so much. Just take less. Or you know what? <laughs> Throw down a tarp. Do? Put know? some strings on it. Yeah. Throw it on top of there, then pull the strings. Then like pull Kevin, the strings. What else do these dinosaurs have to do all day? They don't have. To well, they got they got all this dirt in their nose from shoving their face in the ground. Yeah, that's a good point. It's hard uh, to breathe. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Mama is picking up the last of the corn as Arlo approaches, and at first she thinks it's her, it's it's Henry, but is overjoyed when she realizes it's a much smaller, smaller dinosaur, and it's her son finally coming home. They head to the food store, and Arlo finally makes his mark. And that is it. The now, I gotta ask, why is this movie called The Good Dinosaur? I have no like, that just good seems about him, right? So uninspired. Well, they were gonna, any they were gonna call it the Dinosaur King, Tim, but they didn't want to draw too many parallels between your favorite Fuck. movie. <laughs> You're so right. Andy, hit me with a little bit of that haiku and review, please. Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Is it you? Haiku in review. It's a haiku. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like the legend Matt Batson has done. The good dinosaur. More like the bad dinosaur. Wow. I'll be here all week. <laughs> okay. We can try on that one, didn't Matt? Tried a lot harder on my Doritos commercials. Joe Merton <laughs> writes in, says, it's a damn Western. This film's a goddamn Western, but with dinosaurs. Arlo faces fear. Debbie, you're better than this. It's unexpected. 
That is true. That, <laughs> that is funny. true. That was good. Zade Wilson says, The Land Before Time sprinted. So this movie could just kind of limp. Mm. <laughs> Lee Palero says, The scenery. Wow. At times, look completely real. Story was okay. Grant Burton. Grant Burton. Grant the, Burton. The Good Dinosaur. It's not the land before time. It's not bad. Just fine. And then, of course, Miscellaneous has to write in the plot in haiku. Meet Dinosaur Dad. Three kids he and Mrs. had. Arlo, do real bad. Dad died. Arlo cried. Got lost, but food. Spot supplied. He's fried. He's a guide. Walk all night and day, making friends along the way. Scared the birds away. Spot greets fam with bark. When he sees them, there's a spark. Arlo made his, his mark. mark. Wow. wow. Woo! Beautiful. As always, bringing the fire, always bringing the fire. Before we do Ragu Bagu, I want to deliver to you the Pixar Theory, brought to you by the nanobiologist. Of course, the Pixar Theory is a recurring theory that every single Pixar movie is connected in some way. Here's the big deep dive red string everywhere theory for where the good dinosaur fits into the big picture. Little editorializing here, as made famous by nanobiologist Aid kind of funny games daily but he starts like this the only good part about this movie in my opinion is is its question of what happens if the meteor misses earth so what does it lead to a different path for evolution with a history of these dinosaurs that's pretty much parallels what we see through wally the most intelligent creatures are dying off because of the changes in the earth and through scarcity of resources the intelligent dinosaurs are very scarce and the humans are getting more intelligent which doesn't line up by millions of years in our history like the end of the movie shows humans as hunters using tools but at the end of the day it says up vaguely why earth a113 which i didn't realize that was the name of this universe pretty cool uh so different from our earth they had a different evolutionary path for all creatures and the planet itself because the asteroid missed so cool 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 beans ragu bagu baby ragu bagu what's going on everyone i'm nick scarpino and this is rad guys talk bad guys for the podcast in the podcast for Pixar and review right now on the list. We got 17 of these bad boys to get through. So we're just going to go fast. Number one, lots of number two prospect. Number three, news, water, Randall. Number four, Hopper. Number five, Visconti. Uh, number six, syndrome from Incredibles. Number seven, months and the dogs. Uh, eight is ego and Skinner. Nine is Darla and the Barracuda. 10 is Woody and Sid. 11 is Gabby. 12 is hard scrabble and, and the roars. Uh, 13 is Otto from Wally. 14 is Mardu and the witch. Uh, 15 is chicken hubris from cars. Axelrod and lemons from cars two are number 16 and 17 is joy in San Francisco from inside out with an asterisk. Where? I mean, is I guess. The, the rustlers and yeah. the rustlers are yeah. uh, mostly dactyls, right? Sure, like fear the is the river. I know the water. <laughs> yeah, this is. I mean, it's just like bottom of the you know, barrel like, stuff, right? I'll tell you this: if you were being hunted year round by a massive muddy water wave, that would be pretty terrifying. So that's going to be the bad guy in this. It what follows. The, it follows. Great money. I, I feel like this is low mid tier because the thing about Pixar movies. What I'm learning is villains not necessarily their strong suit or even their thing at all. Sometimes they just don't fucking care. Yeah. I would probably put this in between Sid and Gabby. I, I think this goes even lower. I would put this last under was the last one San Francisco Joy and San Francisco. Yeah, because it's like I guess Nate no nah, because it's just, just above Joy in San Francisco again. Axelrod Axel and Lemons from Cars 2. I would put this above them. Okay. 
Because then above them is above is chick and hubris from Cars Two. So the muddy water and fear would be at number sixteen. And the pterodactyl. And the pterodactyl. And the pterodactyl. Yeah, Steve's on, man. Yeah. He, was, he was entertaining. He was on screen. Not enough of them, but still. I would still probably put these under more do wherever I can't remember exactly. More do the next one up. What do you got more do, Nick? Uh more do's at 14. In between. In between. Uh so it goes 13 auto, 14 more do, 15 chicken hubris, uh 16 after yeah. auto lemons. I would put it between Mordu and Chicken Hubris. Right, I'll allow it, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to go right at 15 as soon as I finish moving it. Copy and then cut. There you go. All right, cool. Cool. And now it's it is time pick. to rank the Pixar movies. Currently, number one, we have Up. Number two, Monsters, Inc. Number three, Finding Nemo. Number four, The Incredibles. Number five, WALL-E. Number six, Toy Story 3. Number seven, Inside Out. Number eight, Toy Story 2. Number nine, Toy Story 4. Number 10, Toy Story 1. Number 11, Luca. 12, Rat Tat. 2 E. Number 13, Monsters University. 14, Cars. 15, A Bug's Life. 16, Brave. 17, Cars 2. Who would like to start? If I may. You may, Kevin. Kevin will I honestly think this movie should go at the bottom. I think that Cars 2 is not a good movie either, but like a bit more entertaining. And like the fact that like the storyline kind of just goes wild it is funner to watch than this. This is a prettier movie, easily. But even with that, it still isn't a clear win because the dinosaurs are so fucking ugly looking. So many of the dinosaurs look ugly. I, I never want to watch this movie again. And I think that's... Cars 2 is right there where, like, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. I'm not as adamantly against watching it again as I am the, this movie. I would go I would, under a Bug's Life above Brave. Yeah, that's where I would go with it, too. Same. I would go above there as well. Brave. I think they are equal in quality, but I found Brave to mostly be... A, a bit more uninteresting than this movie was. I was still, I was still entertained by this movie um, for most of it. I I didn't really find this movie boring, and uh, I felt that way for a decent amount of Brave. And so, yeah, I think they are. I think this is a better movie than Cars Two for sure. But it gets down to the point of <clears throat> Brave may be a better written movie with better pacing and uh, just all the things that make a movie a good movie, but I was just more entertained by this, by the good dinosaur. I would put this above Cars 2, but below Brave. I think Brave exactly kind of what Andy said, but I think it's just better. I think Brave had like a more cohesive storyline, even though it's still not very strong. I think it had more I liked all the different tribes and think it had some more funnier moments than this one did. Um... And I think it's just like, I think the world of that was a little bit more well-rounded than this. So there you have it because me, Nick and Andy, I'll put it at number 16. That's exactly where it lies. So number 15, Bugs Life, 16 is now the good dinosaur, 17 brave, and then 18 cars too. We only have a couple movies left here in this Pixar in review universe. Pretty exciting stuff. We'll return in just a few days with Finding Dory. Excited Another Pixar this. sequel. Have you seen it? I have. Oh. Mm -hmm. yeah. I have not. I'm looking forward I mean, to watching it. I have not. I don't think either. I've seen it. 
Yeah. Exciting times ahead. But until then, Andy, give me something. Tim is lying. Tim is good. Tim is lying. Tim is good. Tim is lying. Tim is lying. When the Timmy comes over the mountains.